Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Fellow creatures of Earth, welcome in to the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am the aforementioned Xander. It is episode 7, the week of Wednesday, March 17th. In 2021, we are a year down in COVID. It's the one-year anniversary. Happy one-year anniversary, everybody. We made it this far. Hopefully, we can just make it a few more months. But thank you for listening, and remember... To support the Xander's Facts Podcast by subscribing, downloading, rating, reviewing, following on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. Spread the word wherever you can. The Xander's Facts Podcast. This week is a big week. We've been hyping it up for weeks now. It's finally here. March Madness. Yes. Basketball. College basketball. It's here. That's what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to get to that in a second But remember, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, go do that. We talk about COVID and basketball and football, all that stuff, football, all. If you haven't listened to our recent episodes, go do that. So, this week is one of the best weeks of the year. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yep. It is. It's March Madness week. Oh my gosh. So we had Selection Sunday on Sunday, and this Thursday games begin, oh by the way, Andrew's here. He joins me here to talk about all the madness that's going on in our brackets. So how's it going, Andrew? It's going good. What about you? What did, I'm all right. What did you have for lunch today? I have for lunch. Uh, <laughs> pizza ideas. Oh, really? Yum. I wish I had, I had French bread pizza. Oh, you're wow. I want I did. Pizza. I mean, we did. All right. You're here to talk about the upcoming NCAA men's basketball tournament, which begins this Thursday. So we're recording this Monday, the 15th. So before we start, just to let everyone know that there have been no replacement teams announced. And we don't know if there's going to be, but apparently until Tuesday night is the last time replacement teams can be announced. So after that, the field is set. And if a team has to bow out due to COVID, then they're out and they forfeit and the next team goes on. Imagine that happens in the championship. Oh, <laughs> they might. They might. If it's the national championship, I think they'd probably delay it. Yeah, they ought to. Because there's no, I mean, you know, what else are they? There's no other games that could impede it. Are they just going to give them the trophy? Yeah, like, no, come on. Or the final four. Like, if it gets down to that and someone gets COVID, like, I think they'd postpone it. Yeah. So the madness begins this Thursday. The first four is this Thursday. Monday, April 5th is when the championship is scheduled. And all of the games are going to take place in the state of Indiana this year. They did that all special because of the COVID. They wanted a little controlled environment to make sure that teams weren't traveling all over the place. So now they'll just travel in Indiana. So the first four begins on Thursday. And so there are four games that will decide who gets into the first round. So usually the first four is on Tuesday and Wednesday. But they pushed everything back. So now it's all on Thursday this year. 
So four games. So that'll cut the field down from 68 to 64. And so the brackets don't let you pick the first four, but I picked them for you anyway. So the first game begins at 510 on True TV on Thursday. That is Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. Mount St. Mary's is the champion of the Northeast. Texas Southern's champion of the SWAC. I got Texas Southern winning. And Texas Southern will play Michigan, who is the one seed in their region. At 627 on TBS, Wichita State plays Drake. Those are 11 seeds. Those are uh, two of the teams that barely made it. Those are the final four in two of those teams. And so I have Drake winning. And they will play USC, who's the sixth seed in their region, because the sixth seed plays the 11th seed. At 840 on True TV, 16 seeds Norfolk State and Appalachian State will play. Norfolk State was the champion of the MEAC. Appalachian State was the champion of the Sun Belt. I've got Norfolk, Norfolk State. They will play Gonzaga in the first round. So, And then at 957, Thursday night TBS, Michigan State plays UCLA. That, that should be a good game. Those are two powerhouse programs that have been down recently. And I think Michigan State's going to win. They will move on to play BYU. Those are 11 seeds. They'll play BYU as the sixth seed. So all the games are on either CBS, TBS, TNT, or True TV. And so are you ready, Andrew? Because we're about to get into this. Yes. Here we go. Cue the music. In the upper left quadrant, also known as the West region, it's Gonzaga against Norfolk State. Give me a break. (laughs) Gonzaga, easily. Norfolk State. (laughs) No, no. Gonzaga, easily. That game is Saturday at 920 on TBS. So we've got times and TV networks for the first round. But after the first round, we don't know. In that same region, Oklahoma plays Missouri. Oklahoma's the eighth seed. Missouri's the ninth seed. Both of these teams have struggled to end this season, but they're in the tourney because of their starts. And how about this? They're all Big 12 rivals. Missouri was in the Big 12 before the SEC. Oklahoma's gone one in five in the last six games. Missouri's lost six of their last nine. I think it'll be close, but it's going to be ugly. I think Oklahoma will win. They'll move on to the second round. That's what I thought, too. All right. Uh, Oklahoma, Missouri is Saturday, 725 on TNT. Now, the fifth seed in the West is Creighton. They will play. UC Santa Barbara, who are the champions of the Big West. They look hot right now. That might be an interesting game. Creighton just had a huge loss to Georgetown in the Big East Championship game, but they're experienced. They're a good shooting team. They shoot 36.7% from deep. I think they'll bounce back. Many people think that UCSB is a good upset pick. I don't think so. I think Creighton wins, moves on to the second round. Then they just beat Villanova too? Yes back in the regular season. Creighton UC Santa Barbara is Saturday, 3.30 on True TV. The four seed is Virginia. The 13th seed is Ohio. They will play each other. Ohio is the champions of the back. Virginia's coming back from a COVID pause that they had to bow out of the ACC championship of. They'll only have two days of practice. So that, they might be a little rusty. And because of, uh, without having practice, they might look a little dysfunctional. The guy to watch for Ohio is junior guard Jason Preston. He can do it all for him. This team lost to Illinois by two points early in the season. How about that? How about that? And they average over 10 more points in the paint per game than UVA. I think Ohio makes the upset. 
they win, they go on to the second round to play Creighton. I chose Virginia to win, but that's just because, I mean, Virginia's known to be a good team, and they're still, like, even without practice, they're still a good team. In Ohio, they, I'm just, I haven't really seen anything of them. Really. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think they're going to win. That game is Saturday, 7-15 on True TV. The sixth seed in the West is USC. They will play Drake, the runner-ups in the Missouri Valley. That game is Saturday, 4-30 on TNT. USC still looks like the best Pac-12 team, even though they didn't win the championship. Freshman Evan Mobley is the best player in the big Pac-12. He will lead the Trojans to victory with 16.8 points per game. That's what he's averaging this year. They're one of the top rebounding and shot-blocking teams in the country. 5.3 blocks per game. I don't think Drake's going to be able to compete. USC will win that game. They will move on to play the winner of the Kansas Eastern Washington game. That game is Saturday, 115 on TBS. So Kansas had a COVID pause. Without that pause, I think they would have won the Big 12 tournament. They might show rust against Eastern Washington, but I think Eastern Washington's the type of opponent that won't give them much trouble. I think it'll be an easy opponent for them. Eastern Washington won the Big Sky Championship over Montana State. I don't think it'll be much of a challenge. I think Kansas will win, and I think they'll go on to play USC. Yep. He's got, Andrew's got those. For the 7-10 matchup in the West, it's Oregon and VCU. That game is Saturday, 9-57 on TNT. Oregon has won 11 of their last 13, despite the loss to Oregon State in the Pac-12 tournament, and it's a weak Pac-12, so I don't know. They have the pieces to make a run. Seniors Chris Duarte, Eugenia Marui, they're both averaging 16.8 points a game. But VCU ranks in the top 10 in adjusted efficiency, turnover percentage, block percentage, and steal percentage. Top 10 in the country. I think VCU is going to come out on top. The runner-ups from the Atlantic 10 win this game. That's what I chose. And then the 215 game is Iowa out of the Big 10. Grand Canyon, the champions of the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. That game is Saturday, 625 on TBS. The Hawkeyes went 14-6 and six in conference play through the gauntlet of the Big Ten. Senior Luca Garza is one of the best Iowa has ever seen, and he might be the best player in the tournament. The Antelopes are making their first ever appearance in the NCAA tournament. The Grand Canyon Antelopes, how about that? They won the WAC tournament as a one seed. Iowa should win big if they contain on the defensive end, I think, Garza. And the guys he's got around him are just too good. Iowa is going to win. They'll move on to the second round. Yeah, I chose Iowa to win. All right. Into the second round. Here we go. Gonzaga will play Oklahoma. That'll be on Monday. Gonzaga drew an easy 8-9 matchup, I think, with the Sooners, who have struggled to end the season. Slow starts by Gonzaga may make the game closer because they've had a couple slow starts this year but I don't think Oklahoma is going to be able to stop the Bulldogs offense. They just look to be overpowered after squeaking by Mizzou. Gonzaga is going to win. They'll move on to the sweet 16. Yep. Also with the second round, it's Creighton versus Ohio. That game also on Monday, Creighton should start to begin to hit their stride. I think they have to stop Ohio though inside for a shot at winning the game. And after a big win against UVA, I think the Bobcats are going to settle down against a team that I think is better than UVA and Creighton. It should be a close game. I think the Blue Jays will win. Creighton moves on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I chose UVA to make it, but um, I chose it 
to like it would probably be a close game, but yeah, Creighton would probably pull it out just because of UVA's lack of practice in game. You picked Creighton to beat UVA in your bracket. Yeah, they, I mean, once you think about it, Creighton like they've been playing and they'll have a bunch of practice and stuff, but UVA just won't. That's what's happened to Virginia Tech, and that's why they've been losing. Yeah. Also, in the second round, USC and Kansas, the six-three game. USC, I think they'll show struggles with not having played anyone as good as Kansas, but their inside presence is one of the best in the country. I think it'll prove dominant against the smaller front court for the Jayhawks. They won't be able to overcome the powerful front court in USC and Evan Mobley, though. I think USC is going to win. Since 2008, Sanders Facts, three seeds are 18-3 and three against six seeds. USC will make that four wins for six seeds as they move on to the Sweet 16. That's a fact! And I chose Kansas to win. Kansas has been, even though they haven't, they're coming off of a COVID break, they've been really powerful recently. I mean, actually, the beginning of the season, they were pretty good, and then they went on like a cold streak, and now they're back on a hot streak. Last game in the second round from the West region, VCU and Iowa, that game on Monday. The Rams, the great defense, is going to have its hands full with the dominant front court and great three-point shooting of Iowa. Jordan Bohannon, C.J. Frederick, and Joe Wieskamp will continue their great outside shooting. That trio will lead them to victory. Iowa will move on to the Sweet 16. Big fact incoming! Two seeds have won seven straight over ten seeds. Make it eight. Iowa will win. Yep. All right, so then we go to the second weekend, the Sweet 16 in the West region. Gonzaga will play Creighton. I think the hot shooting will keep Gonzaga ahead. This will be their toughest test yet in the tournament. Creighton just doesn't have the inside game to stay with the Zags. Gonzaga wins. They go to the Elite Eight. Uh, yep. And the other Sweet 16 matchup in the West, USC and Iowa. I think the hot shooting outside will alleviate some pressure on the inside game for Iowa with that massive UNC front court. Trading threes for twos isn't going to work for USC. Iowa's going to move on after pulling away late. Iowa moves on to the Elite Eight. A two-seed hasn't played a six-seed since 2015. How about that? That'll change this year. And Iowa will be that two-seed advance. I put, even though I had Kansas beating USC, I still had Iowa beating Kansas just because Iowa's just got so many options. They have Luka Garza down in the paint, and they have a bunch of shooters. Just light it up. That's cool. All right. So then the winners of the Sweet 16 battles will meet in the Elite Eight, Gonzaga and Iowa. So Iowa's front court, led by Luca Garza, I think is going to limit Corey Kispert and Drew Timmy inside for Gonzaga. With outside shooting, basically a pick Mm -hmm. Iowa should advance because of the slow start by Gonzaga and a relatively weak bracket in the West, I think is going to lead Iowa to the Final Four over Gonzaga, whose undefeated season comes to an end. Wow! I think Gonzaga's going to win it, honestly. I mean... Even, like, at the beginning of the season, Gonzaga went against a bunch of really good teams. Even though they haven't really been going against really good teams recently, they've still been, like, blowing teams out and stuff, except for BYU. Here's the problem I've seen with Gonzaga recently in, like, these West Coast Conference games that start at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. They've struggled early. Like, they have had to take a half to take the lead over these, you know, random West Coast Conference teams. And I think if they start out a game like that in the NCAA tournament, uh, there's no way they can come back against a team like Iowa or even Creighton. So that's why. All right. One region down, three more to go. Let's go to the South region. 
which is in the upper right quadrant of the bracket. The first game is the 116 game. It is Baylor and Hartford. All these games are on Friday. This one at 3.30 on True TV. Baylor's still recovering from their COVID pause, I think, but this should be a nice recovering spot, the game against the Hawks. This is the first ever appearance in the tournament for Hartford. They won the America East tournament as a four seed over Vermont. Baylor will dominate with their high scoring offense. Baylor wins. Yeah, there's no disagreement about that. (laughs) Baylor will play the winner of this game in the second round, North Carolina and Wisconsin. This game at 7-10 on CBS Friday. I think Carolina's getting hot at the right time right now, despite a tough loss to Florida State in the ACC semifinals. I think their strong interior is going to help them keep up with that tough Wisconsin Big Ten style. Lots of experience for the Badgers. They know how to handle the toughness of UNC, but they need to maintain that 36% three-point shooting to have a chance, and I don't think they will. I think their momentum, and I think underseeding as an eight seed, will spark a fire for UNC, and I think they'll move on to play Baylor. Yep, because North Carolina just got so many big men. They could just feed them in the paint. And they have, like, against Virginia Tech, they had this one shooter who was just lighting them up. And they've been blowing teams out of the park before Virginia Tech. All right. Also in the South, Villanova and Winthrop, the 5-12 game. That game, 957 on TNT. So... Without guard Colin Gillespie due to injury, I think the Wildcats, they've dropped three of their last four. So guys like Jeremiah Robinson Earl are going to need to step up to beat the Eagles of Winthrop. And with only one loss this season, Winthrop looks like a great upset bid. They're 23-1 and this season. They've got 11 guys who will play a lot of minutes in a deep rotation that's going to tire out Villanova in the second half. The inside game for Winthrop should put the Eagles over the top. I think they get a close upset victory. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it will be really close. But, really? I mean, if you look at Villanova's like last like five games, they've been struggling. It's the truth. Purdue and North Texas is the next game, the 413. That one at 725 on TNT. I think Purdue's overrated. I don't think they should be a four seed. This is the tallest team in the Big Ten, though. The Big Ten – you know, that's a tall conference. They should handle their business inside to pull away from North Texas. A nice defensive performance could give the Mean Green a chance, but they did need overtime in the CUSA title game to beat Western Kentucky. North Texas did. So I think it'll be closer than people think, but I think Purdue will do enough to sneak by. Here it comes! How about this? In the last two tournaments, five of the eight 4v13 matchups were decided by single digits. I think this one will too, as Purdue just squeaks by. Yeah, I think so too. And continuing in the South, it's the six seed Texas Tech against the 11 seed Utah State from the Mountain West. That one at 145 in the afternoon on TNT Friday. Texas Tech's defense, I think, has to limit the inside presence of the Aggies. Evenly matched game on paper. I think this could go either way. After falling to San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship game, Utah State seems like a popular upset pick with seven-footer Namias Queda averaging a double-double, and they've got veteran experience. I think it'll make it a close game, but I think Texas Tech's outside shooting is going to lead to victory. Plus their experience, they were in the National Championship game two years ago. I think Texas Tech will move on to the second round. Yeah, I agree. Plus, Texas Tech has been going against a bunch of good teams recently, so... They should be used to 
So Texas Tech will play the winner of the Arkansas Colgate game. This one, 12.45 on True TV. The Razorbacks have won 12 of their last 14, and they lead the SEC with 82.8 points per game. Colgate just won the Patriot League final as a two seed. They come as a popular upset pick. They've got a smaller sample size, though, at 14-1. and one. They've only played 15 games this season due to COVID. So I think that leads to some higher efficiency stats. I think they may prove a challenge early, but the Razorbacks will win the game inside. Arkansas is going to move on. Yeah, I think Arkansas is going to win that too. And then a game that is of much importance to us in the first round is the 7-10 matchup. Florida out of the SEC and Virginia Tech of the ACC. This game is on Friday at 12-15 on CBS. It's the first game of the second round. And because, you know, we care about this, they've got the A-team, Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill calling this game. So, I mean, yeah, they, they're thinking this is going to be a good game. Yeah, I do, too. I think the trouble for the Gators has been finding consistency ever since Keontae Johnson went down in December. We all saw that uh, what happened on the court. I think the underseeded Hokies are still recovering from their long COVID pause, as we saw with their recent games. But they've stood tough. They stood tough with UNC in the ACC tourney. And Florida, I don't think, is not nearly as physical as Carolina. They've got nearly equal stats offensively and defensively. So the team that won some more is going to win. I think that's the Hokies with Coach Mike Young. Virginia Tech moves on. ACC Coach of the Year. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. But, like, that, that's not even being biased either. Like, that's just pretty that's extra. Like that. So then Virginia Tech will play the winner of the Ohio State Oral Roberts game. That one at 3 o'clock on CBS. The Buckeyes, I think they get an easy 2-15 game after falling in overtime to Illinois in the Big Ten championship game this should be announced by his nice bounce back the golden eagles won the summit league tournament as a four seed uh this one looks like a classic blowout i think ohio state rolls yeah in the second round let's move on sunday baylor plays north carolina so i think baylor gets one of the toughest 1v89 matchups in the tournament they've got a physical and hot unc team to deal with baylor shoots 41.8% from three. That'll help alleviate the toughness inside from UNC, but they've got to make outside shots because UNC is one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And after a grueling matchup against Wisconsin, I think expect a game similar to the FSU one in the ACC tournament that UNC played their 11.2 rebounding margin. I don't think is going to be enough. I don't think the offense can keep up. The Tar Heroes won't be able to match the offensive efficiency of Baylor, but if Baylor has an off night, it could be closer. One seeds have won 80% of games against eight seeds in the NCAA tournament all time. Let's add to that. I think Baylor moves on to the Sweet 16. Yep. I agree. And Baylor will play the winner of the Winthrop Purdue second round game. So I think the defense is going to be key looking to stop Purdue's big men inside for Winthrop. Chandler Vaudrin has three triple doubles this season, and he's going to push the pace, leading to easy buckets for Winthrop against the slow Purdue team. Remember that name. I think the Boilermakers are going to be caught looking sleepy against the mid-major in the second round. They might overlook the 12-seed Winthrop. It's going to be tough to stay with the Speedy Eagles. Big upset here. Winthrop, the Cinderella. They go on to the Sweet 16. A hot shooting night, I think. And DJ Burns will be keeping the inside in check. Winthrop wins. I picked Purdue to win that game, honestly. Because, I mean, sorry for the Cinderella, but. I just feel like, I mean, if Purdue has that many big men and 
Winthrop doesn't have as many big men as they do. And they can just feed him in the paint most of the time. I mean, the Winthrop de- does definitely have a good chance, though. I'm just going to say that. Moving on, it's Texas Tech and Arkansas in the second round. Guard Mac McClung for the Red Raiders is something Arkansas has not seen all season, I think. Two other quick guards and Terrence Shannon Jr. and Kyler Edwards give them a big boost offensively for Texas Tech against tough perimeter defenders. I think the Razorbacks are going to have the work cut out for them behind the arc. And Texas Tech's going to do just enough to hold off Arkansas in a high-scoring battle. Their defense is going to come in clutch. The Red Raiders, I think, will move on. Yep, I agree. And the final second-round game for the South region is Virginia Tech and Ohio State. I think the inside-outside duo of E.J. Lydell and Dwayne Washington Jr. is going to prove too much. It'll tire out the Hokie squad. It'll tire out a squad that's ahead of schedule for Coach Mike Young's second year. I mean, did we really expect them to be here in Mike Young's second season? Weren't they projected to be 11th in the ACC? Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll keep it close until uh, the Buckeyes will pull away. Ohio State wins. Two seats have won seven straight against 10 seats in the last five tourneys. This will make it eight straight. Ohio State moves on to play Texas Tech. Yep. And moving on to the second weekend for the South region, the Sweet 16, Baylor plays Winthrop. I think Baylor's outside shooting combined with their tough defense is going to prove too much to continue the Cinderella bid. The Eagles run stops with Baylor dominating. A one seed has never lost to a 12 seed. Baylor moves on to the Elite Eight. Yep. Oops. And in the other Sweet 16 game, Texas Tech plays Ohio State. I think the Buckeyes are going to prove they belong in that two line with that against a tough Texas Tech team. It'll be a high scoring game and it'll be crucial for Ohio State to maintain its high 76 free throw percentage. It'll be a back and forth battle, but the Buckeyes will eke out a victory and what I think is going to be an all time Sweet 16 classic as Ohio State moves on. Yeah, I think so too. Texas Tech's really good, but Ohio State's just better. And then in the Elite Eight, it'll be Baylor and Ohio State. So Baylor, I think, is going to prove that they're the one seed in this 1v2 matchup with the physicality needed in a high-scoring battle. The trio of Jared Butler, Masio Teague, and Davion Mitchell is going to lead the Bears to a comfortable victory, I think, highlighted by inside toughness, accurate deep balls. Two seeds have actually won the last four out of six matchups against one seed. I think the trend will be bucked here, and Baylor will win, and they'll move on to the Final Four. Yeah, I can agree with that. So that is half the bracket. So overall, what are you thinking right now, Andrew? Most of them I agree with. I think like there's just been like a couple that I haven't. I was thinking a lot more upsets, but as I started, as I was doing it, I was like, eh, you know, I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't know. But when we return, we will have the other two regions here. It'll be the Midwest and the East regions. And then the final four, and we'll give you our national championship picks. It'll be all there as the Zayers Facts podcast continues. Zayers Facts. All right, guys, let's take a second here to talk about my good old buds at Instacart. I've been telling you about Instacart here for a couple weeks now. So Instacart will set a personal shopper out to deliver your favorite products from local stores to your door in as fast as an hour. I mean, come on, how about that? Plus, you can choose from a ton of stores around you to always get what you need. 
and Instacart helps you to find the best deals on all the things you usually buy and will give you smart suggestions for new items you might like. So what are you waiting for? And how about this? I got a new offer for y'all. So now through Sunday, March 28th, you can get 20% off your first order with a $35 minimum dollar purchase in honor of St. Patrick's Day. I mean, come on. I mean, what's not to love about that? All you have to do is use the link in this episode's description, and when you're ordering, enter promo code 20%SAVE. That's 20%SAVE, 20PCTSAVE. That's the promo code. Plus, if you're a new customer, you can get free delivery on your first order above $35 too. But you only have until Sunday, March 28th. So use the link right now to get 20% off your first order over $35. Promo code is only available in the U.S. for new customers only. Can be used with any retailer and non-stackable, but can be used on top of free delivery on your first order offer. So go shop without even leaving your home with Instacart today. Sanders Packs! All right, welcome back to the Xander's Facts Podcast. We are halfway through the official reveal of Xander's Brackets. We're going to do the other half now as we start back up in the lower left quadrant, also known as the East region, with Michigan, the one seed, taking on Texas Southern. This game is Saturday at 3 o'clock on CBS. I think Texas Southern, having played in the first four, uh, they'll be tired. I don't think it'll be a close game. I think Michigan will just cruise. Michigan, (laughs) yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Also in the first round, it's LSU against St. Bonaventure on Saturday at 145 on TNT. This will be an intriguing 8-9 matchup as the Tigers fell to Alabama in the final seconds of the SEC championship game. LSU is going to need a big game from SEC newcomer of the year Cameron Thomas, as well as Trenton Watford and Javante Smart. All three of those guys average over 15 points a game. St. Bonaventure dominated VCU in the Atlantic 10 championship game. That game wasn't really close. Stellar defense, and they average four block shots per game with a four and a half rebound margin. I think it'll put the Bonnies in position to win a close one. St. Bonaventure, I think, is going to win this game. I picked LSU, I'm not going to lie. Because, I mean, they just made it to the SEC championship. But I mean, it isn't an easy thing to do. And, I mean, they only lost to Alabama, like a pretty highly ranked team by like one or two points, right? Yeah. Well, I think you did Tigers versus Bonnies, and you decided that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can if you want, but... All right, also in the first round in the East region, it's the 5-12 game, Colorado and Georgetown. This one's Saturday at 12-15 on CBS, the first Saturday game. Normally, a 13-12 and 12 team wouldn't make the tournament or even have a shot at winning a game in the tournament, like Georgetown. But I think... They have a shot. They had a stellar Big East title run. They destroyed Creighton in that Big East championship game. This That kind of looked eerily similar to NC State's run back in 83 with Jim Valvana, you know, the big survive in advance. Spoiler alert, I don't think they'll get that far <laughs> into the championship. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it looks similar. Coach Patrick Ewing has the Hoyas on a roll. With athleticism inside and out, they'll have to keep shooting well, though, outside to win. Colorado just lost Oregon State in the Pac-12 championship. They have the highest net ranking in the league, though, at 15. But it's a veteran squad. It may struggle inside. I think Georgetown's going to continue their winning streak and beat Colorado with a big shooting night. I think the Hoyas move on to the second round of the big upset. That's what I said, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think Georgia Tech to win that game. Colorado just, like, 
Pac-12 isn't really a powerhouse this year, but I mean, they've been winning like a bunch of games, but Pac-12 just like hasn't been it this year. Kind of like with Oregon too, like I said earlier. Yeah. And Georgetown will play the winner of the Florida State UNC Greensboro game, which is Saturday at 1245 on True TV. The ACC runner-ups are going to have something to prove in their first round matchup after losing to Georgia Tech for the Seminoles. UNC Greensboro won the SoCon tourney as the one seed, but I don't think the Spartans are going to be able to handle the physicality of Florida State, and they're going to struggle on the offensive end. Florida State will win, I think, easily. Yeah. Whoa. In that same region, BYU plays Michigan State at 940 on CBS. BYU led Gonzaga for most of the West Coast Conference championship game. The Cougars are 20-3 and against teams that are not Gonzaga. The senior backcourt of Alex Barcelo and Brandon Everett, they're going to lead BYU to a win. Michigan State, they just played in the first four against UCLA. I think they'll win that game. I think they'll move on. I think they've struggled against non-top quality teams this season. They have a bunch of top quality wins. But I think BYU is going to prove too much, especially just after playing UCLA. I think BYU moves on. Yep, I think so too. Texas plays Abilene Christian in the 314 game. Texas won the Big 12 tournament. I think they got lucky though, because Kansas got Kobe, yeah, and they didn't have to play Baylor in the final. So I think Texas got lucky. But they look hot right now. Shaka Smart, this is his best team that he's had in Austin. And after a dominating performance in the Southland Championship for Abilene Christian, I think you know their offensive stats look really good. I think it'll be close, but I think Texas is gonna win. Yeah. I mean, I, I picked Texas, but I I think they'll win by a decent amount, honestly. Okay. And the 7-10 game is Connecticut and Maryland at 7-10 on CBS. I think UConn's hit their stride late despite a tough loss to Creighton in the Big East semifinals. That was a close game. A defensive-minded team, a defensive-minded team. They've got a reinvigorated offense, though. I think it should provide enough against the Terrapins. I don't think Maryland should really be in the tournament. I think it's the Big Ten bias that's showing this year, and they're a 10 seed. I think their negative rebounding margin for the Terrapins is going to hurt them and their lack of physicality inside. I think the Huskies win this game by a large margin. Yeah, I mean, Maryland's a good shooting team, but I don't think they're going to beat UConn. And the final first-round game of the East is Alabama and Iona at 4 o'clock on TBS. Alabama looked in control in their run of the SEC championship game, barring that, you know, LSU scuffle. And SEC coach of the year, Nate Oates, has his team prepared and confident heading into this tournament. Iona, however, has won six straight under coach Rick Pitino. How about that? Ed Pitino is the third coach ever to lead five teams to the NCAA tournament. That's a fact. And an undersized team, I think they'll struggle against an elite defense in Alabama. Alabama, I think they're easily going to roll. Yeah. As we move on to the second round, Michigan will play St. Bonaventure in the 1-9 matchup. The Wolverines, they've showed signs of rust, I think, recently. They had a COVID pause back in February. They struggled against Ohio State in the Big Ten semifinals. But I think the break, so I think the break and the rust are going to make this game closer than people might think. Bonaventure's got efficiency ratings that are just below Michigan's and five players averaging double figures and points per game. This could be a high scoring game. I think Michigan will hang on and move on. Well, I had LSU going against Michigan. I picked LSU winning. Because wow. Michigan just, it doesn't seem like they've had their flow recently, really. No, and that's why I said, I think, I think it'll be closer than people think. Yeah. 
So Georgetown is also going to play Florida State in the second round. And this will be, uh, the Hoyas are going to meet their match against a deep and physical Florida State team. The Knolls have five players who average at least one three-pointer per game. So I think their offense is going to lead the way. They'll break the Hoya streak. I think they'll handle Georgetown. Florida State wins. Four seeds are 8-0 and versus 12 seeds since 2014. This will make a 9-0. and Yep. Yeah, I picked, I also picked Florida State to win. All right. And BYU will play Texas also in the second round, the 6-3 matchup. This are, these are two evenly matched teams, and I think it's going to be decided inside. Nearly four block shots per game and nine and a half offensive rebounds per game for the Longhorns. I think their hot streak is going to keep them ahead. I think they'll do just enough to squeak by BYU and move on to the second weekend. I think so, too. And the final second round game is Connecticut and Alabama. I think the consistency on offense will be key for UConn to have a chance. They really haven't shown it, though. And R.J. Cole, averaging 12.5 points per game, is going to need to heavily contribute. The Crimson Tide are 1-3 against top 25 teams, but UConn's 0-4. So I think the lack of consistency is going to limit them. It's going to maximize Alabama's fast break potential, and I think the Crimson Tide are going to do just enough to win. Yeah, I think so, too. Moving on to the second weekend in the East. It's the regional semifinals, also known as the Sweet 16. Michigan plays Florida State. I know you had LSU instead of Michigan, but I think this young Michigan team is going to be tested against a deep and physical Seminole team led by head coach Leonard Hamilton. Michigan lost to Illinois by 23 points a few weeks ago. Yeah. And Illinois plays really similar to Florida State. So I think the inside game with 10 and a half offensive rebounds and five block shots per game is going to carry the Knolls past Michigan. Here comes a fact. One seeds have won all eight meetings versus four seeds in the last five tournaments. No longer. I think Florida State moves on. Yeah. So when I had LSU there, I had them losing to Florida State. I just think, you know, I just really like Florida State this year. Uh, Florida State's a team that a lot of people, you know, pick to go on runs and they never do. I think this will be the year they do. Yeah. And the other Sweet 16 game is Texas and Alabama, two conference title teams. It'll be crucial for Texas to get going outside. Andrew Jones, Jace Fibris, they're the key shooters to watch. Alabama has not played a team as talented as Texas all year, I don't think. But SEC Player of the Year Herbert Jones for Alabama is going to have to lead a defense that needs to stop the high-powered Longhorns offense. This is a game that looks even on paper. And it's going to be decided by clutch shots in the end. I think Texas is going to have the shooters to get it done. I think the Longhorns move on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I do too. And then the East Regional Final, it's Florida State and Texas, the 4v3. With how good the Longhorns offense has been, Florida State averages over 3% better from three and more than five more points in the paint per game. Texas is the most talented team Florida State's faced all year, I think. But Florida State's the most physical team Texas has faced. And I think Florida State's Balsa Kopravicha is going to lead a defense that is one of the best in the nation at limiting opponent three-pointers. Florida State's going to take this game by a surprisingly wide margin with their depth challenging Texas in the second half. Four seeds have won the last two meetings against three seeds. Make it three straight. Florida State goes on to the final four. I choose Florida State, too. Florida, we've, got, we've got Florida State coming out of the east, the final region is the Midwest. And that begins with the one-seat Illinois taking on Drexel in the first round on Friday at 115 on TBS. The Illini are coming off that high of winning the Big Ten Championship. 
they'll easily trounce the Dragons of Drexel, I think. Drexel won the CAA tournament as a sixth seed. They just don't have the talent to compete. Illinois is going to crush them. Yeah, Illinois. Illinois is my sleeper. Like They might be a number one seed, but they're <laughs> a sleeper for me. Oh, okay. Well, Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech, the winner of that game, will play Illinois. That game is Friday at 4 o'clock on TBS. The Ramblers lost to the only top 25 team they played this year by 14 points. That was Wisconsin. And I think this team is going to be overshadowed by that 2018 Final Four run. I think that Loyola Chicago teams for years to come are going to be held to that standard, and I think it's just going to crush them. (laughs) Their defense is going to be key, only allowing 55.5 points per game. That's really good. But the Yellow Jackets are coming off that high, beating Florida State in the ACC championship game. They don't have a deep team, but they've shown the toughness to compete with anybody. ACC player of the year, Moses Wright, Leads them on offense. They've got Jose Alvarado leading them on the defensive end, a group that averages 9.2 steals per game. This is going to be a terrific 8-9 matchup, and it's going to be decided by Tech's ability to score against the stout defense. I think the Yellow Jackets are going to move on. Yep, so do I. And Tennessee is the fifth seed. They'll play Oregon State, the 12th seed at 430 on TNT. A great defense has led the Volunteers as no one averages over 12.3 points per game for Tennessee. They only run seven guys, which I think is going to hurt them against tough physical squads. I don't think Oregon State's really that, though. They, the Beavers took advantage of a weak Pac-12 to win the championship. They were picked last in the Pac-12 preseason poll, and they won the championship. I mean, how about that? <laughs> you know, they're going to try for the classic upset bid. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Volunteers are going to win it a close one. Slow down there. Yep. I picked Tennessee as well. And then the fourth seed is Oklahoma State. They play the 13th seed, everyone's favorite, Liberty. (laughs) That game, 625 Friday, TBS. The Cowboys, I think they do get a difficult first-round matchup. The Flames of Liberty are really good. They beat Mississippi State two years ago in a – 5-12 5-12 matchup, I believe. They had a close game against Virginia Tech that tournament, too. And their ability to score and transition to, should limit the effectiveness of Liberty's pack line defense for Oklahoma State. I think the you know the Flames cruised through the Atlantic Sun tournament, but there's not really anyone else in there. Their lack of depth and size is going to hurt, though, against one of the most offens- offensively efficient teams in the nation. Oklahoma State's going to pull away, averaging 15 fast break points per game, and their defense is going to do just enough. Oklahoma State wins. They've been doing good recently, too, beating West Virginia twice. And Kate Cunningham is oh yeah a baller. I like him, and I think they're hot right now. They're dangerous. Yeah. And so the sixth seed is San Diego State. They'll play Syracuse, who's an 11 seed, who just got into the tournament at 940 Friday on CBS. The Aztecs of San Diego State are 1-3 against tournament teams this year. Their stout defense only allows 60.6 points per game. Their top scorers, Jordan Shackle and Matt Mitchell, they're going to be key to the offensive efficiency. I think the Orange are beginning to get hot despite a buzzer-beating loss to UVA in the ACC tournament. Their rotation is top-heavy, though, with Buddy Beheim and Alan Griffin being crucial to their success. I think the Orange are going to provide a, a challenge if Beheim and Griffin can start to get going. But I think the defense of San Diego State is going to limit them. I think they're too talented on both sides of the ball to lose, and I think San Diego State pulls it out. Syracuse, I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, they've been doing like a pretty good job recently. Like, pretty sure in one of their last five games, they beat like North Carolina. I, I think they might be like four and five in their last five games, something like that. Just yeah. losing to Virginia on that buzzer beater. Yeah. And Buddy Beheim has been 
doing super well recently. The coach's son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll just pick them to win. I think they're a sleeper kind of. All right. And the, the three seed is West Virginia. The Mountaineers play Moorhead State, the champions of the Ohio Valley Conference. 9.50 Friday on TNT. I think West Virginia is a little high as a three seed, to be honest with you. But they're a well-balanced team. They should have an easy time with the Eagles and Moorhead State. A solid interior I don't think is going to prove enough for Moorhead State. I think West Virginia wins, but it's going to take a run in the second half to pull away, I think. Yeah. And so a, the 7-10 matchup in the Midwest is Clemson and Rutgers at 9-20 on TBS Friday. I think Clemson's the most overranked team in the tournament. At They seven, are. At they shouldn't eight. even be in the tournament, really. Yeah. Both of these teams have struggled to end the season, and they both of these can't shoot well from outside. I think this is going to be an ugly game, to be honest with you. I think the solid Clemson defense is going to have to prove itself because Rutgers has an attacking style. I think Rutgers pulls out the win by winning the battle inside. I think Rutgers wins. And how about this, Sanders fact? This is the first time Rutgers has has gone to the tournament since the 1990-91 season. That was four conferences ago for Rutgers. They've been in four conferences since then. That's a big fact. This is not going to be a really good game. I just picked Clemson to win, but I, I think it's going to be close but ugly. These are just two, you know, Rutgers probably shouldn't be in the tournament. Clemson should be a 10 seed. Uh, if Clemson plays how they have recently, they are, I don't think they're going to win. But if they play like how they did like near the beginning of the season, then they should be good. I don't think they're going to play like that. And the final game of the first round in the Midwest is the two-seed Houston taking on Cleveland State, the champions of the Horizon Tournament. Senior forward Tory Patton's going to be the one to watch for the Vikings of Cleveland State. But I think Houston's the quietest two-seed in the country coming from the American Conference. Their 11.1 rebound margin is just going to just tops off an amazing, a great offensive team. The Cougars get a victory. It'll be closer than expected, I think, but Houston wins. Yeah. And then... We reach the second round of our final region, the Midwest. The one seed Illinois plays Georgia Tech. I think the sneaky Yellow Jackets team is going to bring troubling to Illinois. Ayo DeSumo, though, for Illinois, I think he's going to make sure they're going to go. The Jackets are going to have to force a lot of turnovers like they've done this season and force Illinois to take desperate shots to even have a chance. I think if Illinois has an off night, Georgia Tech could definitely win this game. But I think the inside game is going to push it the Illini ahead. I think Illinois wins this game and moves on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I think Illinois is going to win too. And the 5-4 game is Tennessee and Oklahoma State. Tennessee has lack consistency. I think it's going to come back to bite them. Their lack of depth too is going to hurt them against the high-powered Cowboys offense. The Cowboys transition game, I think it's going to wipe the floor with the Volunteers. Their stout Big 12 defense too is going to help them pull ahead by comfortable margin, I think. Oklahoma State, I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. Oklahoma's been rolling recently. I think they should definitely be Tennessee. So San Diego State, you picked Syracuse. I picked San Diego State. They will play West Virginia. I think the Aztecs are going to have to shoot well from outside to have a shot. They've got a lack of playing talented teams, and West Virginia is a really talented team led by forward Derek Culver. He leads the Mountaineers inside, averaging a double-double. They're good at defending from three. The defense is going to push WVU over the top. They'll win. They'll move on to the Sweet 16. I agree. And our upset, Rutgers, the 10th seed, will face Houston, 
So I think the inconsistency, though, is going to hurt the Scarlet Knights against the tough Houston squad. They are 1-7 against top 25 teams with their only win against Illinois. That was back in December. So the offensive efficiency for the Cougars should lead them to victory. It looks like the Rutgers team is just going to fall apart. I think Houston wins. Yeah. I had Clemson there, but Clemson's not going to. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's not going to make much of a difference. So within the second weekend, the Sweet 16, we've got Illinois and Oklahoma State. I think this is maybe the best Sweet 16 matchup. With the Cowboys' quick pace, it's going to allow them to hang with Illinois. There's going to be double teams on Cade Cunningham, though, as we said. It's going to open up guys like Avery Anderson III and Khalid Boone, though, inside. So I think the defense is going to clamp down just enough to limit Ayo DeSumo outside and Kofi Cookburn inside. And I think the Cowboys are going to break the streak of eight straight one seeds beating four seeds as Oklahoma State pulls off the upset and moves on. Hold on a second. So, I put I put Illinois. I just think, Okay. I mean, Ayo DeSumner, they might double team him, but they might have to double team Kofi Cockburn too because he's like seven foot. Yeah. So he's just going to tower over. I saw a comparison of him. He's like the closest we have to Shaq in the modern game. Like he's really yeah. powerful inside. Yeah, so even if they double-team AO, like even if they double-team him, they have some other options, but they also have Kofi Cockburn who can just power down in the paint. But I think it's definitely going to be a close matchup. I just have the the Cowboys, you know, continuing on their role to win. And then the other Sweet 16 game is West Virginia and Houston. I think the South defense is going to be the difference maker for the Cougars. They only allow 58 points per game. Led by guard Quentin Grimes, it's an efficient offense that gives way to one of the best interior defenses in the nation. I think for the Mountaineers to have a shot, the perimeter shooting is going to have to be lights out, and even then, the Cougars should trample Mountaineers on the Cougars' offensive end because West Virginia doesn't have a very good defensive team. Or Since 2013, 9 of 11 2v3 seed games have been, dis- have been decided by double figures, I think this one is too. I think Houston's going to pull away. Xander's facts? Wow. I actually think West Virginia's going to win. I mean, every game they've had with Oklahoma State has been really close, and Oklahoma State's like one. They shouldn't be a four seed, honestly. I think they should be like a second or third seed. And like their first game, they won by like three or something like that. And then their past few games, they've just, it's been so close. And I think West Virginia's been like, really good recently except for those two games where they lost by so tiny our elite eights here our re, our midwest regional finals are going to be totally different <laughs> yeah. so i've got oklahoma state houston i think the cowboys are going to be are going to prove to be the first team in this tournament to figure out the stout cougars defense the transition points for the cowboys are going to prove to be the kryptonite for houston's chances Houston's going to have to control the rebounds defensively and guard the perimeter well. And even with a great defense, the Cowboys have a lot of guys that can easily get open. Four seeds have won four out of seven games against two seeds, with the last one being in 2011. They'll do it here. Oklahoma State wins the game and moves on to the Final Four. So I had Illinois and West Virginia in the Elite Eight, and I picked Illinois to win. I think Illinois is going to powerhouse West Virginia, honestly. All right, so here we go. Morning, morning. Big time, final four. Yes. All right, so in my final four, first game, I've got Iowa and Florida State. And the final four and the national championship game are going to be on CBS. 
The final four is Saturday, April the 3rd, and the national championship games Monday, April the 5th. So Iowa, Florida State. I think Iowa's going to show up when it matters most. They're going to have a huge game for potential national player of the year, Luca Garza. They're going to have the top three-point shooting guys, Jordan Bohannon, C.J. Frederick. I think they're going to be a boon to FSU's rebounding advantage. Florida State's largest advantage is inside, but I think with great perimeter shooters for the Hawkeyes, it's going to limit what the Knolls have as an advantage. It's going to be a back-and-forth high-scoring battle, but Iowa's deep shooting is going to prove too much, and Iowa moves on to the national championship game. So I had Gonzaga and Florida State in, remember? So I picked Gonzaga to win. I just think, I don't know, I have a feeling like Gonzaga is going to just I think it's going to be a close game with Florida State just because of how physical they are. Yeah. But I think that Gonzaga's going to pull away. And then my other Final Four game is Baylor and Oklahoma State. So how about this? A Big 12 Final Four matchup. So these two teams are very familiar with each other. Baylor won both regular season matchups, but we saw Oklahoma State squeak by them in the Big 12 tournament. Baylor's stats are the most impressive in the country. They shoot 41.8% from three. They shoot 49.3% from the field. They score 84 and a half points per game. I think the Bears' offense is going to prove too formidable for any run that Oklahoma State gives them. I, they're not as good on defense, though, which could leave open the possibility for a historic game from our guy, Cade Cunningham. But I think their uh, defense for the Cowboys is just not going to be able to contain Baylor. They've got one of the highest offensive efficiency ratings in the nation at 109. I think the Baylor trio of Jared Butler, Masia Teague, and Davion Mitchell, like we said, is going to exact revenge from that Big 12 tournament game, and I think Baylor moves on. So I have Illinois and Baylor in the Final Four, and I actually had Illinois winning. Mm. Wow! Yeah, I had, yeah, because Illinois, I just feel like they'll play good defense on Baylor. I don't think they're going to score as many points as they usually do, especially how they've been recently. I haven't been scoring as many points and doing as well. And Illinois has been like kind of on a streak recently, just winning like the Big Ten championship. And in the regular season, they've been on a pretty hot streak. So I just feel like they're going to, of course, it's going to be a close game, but mm-hmm. I think Illinois is going to pull away. It was tough for me to bounce Illinois in that Oklahoma State game, but I just thought. Yeah, that's yeah. probably going to be like the best game besides oh, yeah. the final. Oh, yeah, I think so. I just thought, you know, Oklahoma State could pull away. But. Yeah. Let's go to the national championship game. Here we go. Final one of the year. Why would you do this to me? I've got the two-seed Iowa and the one-seed Baylor. So this game, again, is Monday, April the 5th. So I think these are the two deepest teams in the country, Baylor and Iowa. Iowa's Luca Garza, as we said, is going to be the best player on the floor. He's going to have a chance to lock up the player of the year with a solid performance. I think the lack of clamps on defense – for Baylor is going to allow Iowa shooters to light it up from deep green up. And I think <laughs> these are not Sanders facts. And I think while Baylor's not the best on defense, I think Iowa's is worse, which should green light Baylor's deep shooting. And that should lead to a better inside presence with, I think, which I think Baylor has more of than Iowa. It's going to be a high scoring game. And I think it's going to be one of the most exciting national championships we've seen in a while, but in the end, I think Baylor proves too much on the offensive end and wins the game 95-88. to 88. Oh, my god! Baylor gosh. is the national yeah. champion. I think they're going to go at it. Yeah. I, those are two teams that are – those are two of the best offensive teams in the country, and I think their defenses are all right, 
but I think they're just going to be able to, you know, if both of those teams have good nights, they can easily put up those high numbers. So I had Gonzaga going against Illinois. <laughs> totally my, different. Yeah, I know. It's totally different, but in my championship, and I had Illinois winning. Huh. All right. It was kind of a sleeper, even though they're a one seed. But that's because I just feel like Illinois will just light it up from three, bring them down in the paint. I just think that Kofi Cockburn is just going to powerhouse him. And then Ayo Basumnu, I think he's just going to, if he gets his mid-range game going and his three-point shot, then I think he's going to tear up the Gonzaga defense. Even though they have Corey Kispert who can light it up from three, I just think that Illinois will pull away. I don't know why I just have a feeling. Illinois is a team that I really doubted throughout the year because I really hadn't seen them play. And then the first yeah, time I really watched a whole game for them was that Michigan game where they just crushed them. 76, like 53. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was hooked then because that was the week I said on this podcast, I don't know about Illinois. And then that happened. So, you know, but, you know, I think Illinois could get there. I had them losing to Oklahoma State in Sweet 16. But if they, you know, pull away against Oklahoma State, I could easily see in them get to the Final Four National Championship game. Yeah, my score was 85 to 76. Okay. But there we go. How about our brackets? I mean, how about that? Yeah. Thanks goodness that's over. Overall impression, who's is better? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't It's mine. Know. It's mine. Whatever. No, it's know. mine. I love this. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, this is a great time of year. College basketball. And we missed it last year. That's why I'm so amped for this year. Yeah. Because we finally got tournament. You know, I'm so amped, and in that first game, and it's, you know, even worse this year because Virginia Tech's playing in the first game. So if yeah. they lose, I'm going to be crushed for the rest of the tournament. Like, you know. I know. They better win. They yeah. should win. I hope so. But how about this? So if you want to go compare your brackets to ours and compete against us online, you can go to ESPN Tournament Challenge or – March Madness Live in the Xander's Facts group. You can compete against our brackets to see if you match up to us, the experts, me and Andrew. Mine is Andrew's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew is daddy. And then I'll just have mine as Xander's Facts. So, you know, there you go. But if you want to do that, so that's going to do it for this edition here of the Xander's Facts podcast. Holy cow. We went through the whole brackets. That took that was a lot. That was, we had, well, I had a lot of, we had a lot of insights, you know, I have, I have 15 pages of notes, (laughs) this is insane, but we'll be back next week. I don't know who we're going to talk to next week. There's NFL free agency going on this week. We didn't even talk about that. Like guys are signing all over the place and, you know, Republicans are talking about the, how great the COVID relief bill is, even though they didn't vote for it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't know. But remember, subscribe, download, rate, and review Xander's Facts Podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And spread the word. Xander's Facts, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.
What do you say?